everyone, welcome back to the Team Time Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. This is Caleb. And I'm Pam. Timu. Timu. Welcome. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Today, yeah, the topic we want to talk about is yeah, pornography addiction and It's something that um we've yeah, had to deal with and something that's um that yeah, we've gone through yeah. as a couple. And well, more specifically, me. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's pretty much laying out everything, eh? Yeah. Question in this. <laughs> now you know all our secrets. Just <laughs> lay it out for the world to see. But it's good, like the the re- uh, response we got from the depression and yeah. suicide um podcast was huge. We've received all this. Yeah. Yeah, just wanted to say thanks to everyone who messaged, who listened. Um, yeah, like even for me, I was really um, kind of nervous uh, after releasing that podcast. Of I was kind of scared, like people probably think, what the heck is she on? And I was really scared, but man, the response was the total opposite. And it's been amazing. And yeah, and it's it's expected but unexpected to just to see how much people how many people are going through it so mm-hmm. yeah just keep going at it keep at it yeah and it's the same with pornography it's something yeah i don't really want to talk about but <laughs> i feel like it yeah we i know of a lot of people and have you heard a lot about a lot of people that are going through the same thing so sharing this is yeah really just a Hopefully serve someone and, and yeah, have be a good listen. Why do you think it's um kind of hard for you to share? Um just cause oh I I think attribute pornography to kinda of like being a, something dirty, you know, like and involving yourself with that. And especially when you when it's an addiction, like that yeah, that just adds to more of the I think shame that comes with it. Um yeah so yeah like like you said it's an addiction like what's the difference between you know just some people you know just casually viewing pornography and then pornography addiction yeah for me it's yeah it's something that when your your life becomes unmanageable that it just consumes your thoughts and time a lot of time and yeah it just has a lot of negative effects yeah. on your life so yeah it's an addiction when you yeah, I felt like I couldn't stop, mm-hmm. and it had a lot of negative influ- uh, impacts um, as a result in our marriage, my yeah life in general. Yeah, and so yeah, and saying that it's that it did become an addiction for you. So when did it all kind of start? Yeah, so it started when I was quite young. I think I would have been about nine or ten. First came across it. It was just this was at the start of the kind of computer era when everybody started getting computers I was um, yeah just came across it on the internet just got curious and as time went on at school and stuff it was it became more um, exposed to it like boys would be bluetoothing like videos to each other or in that time storing on their phones and so yeah it was just all around me from that first point of being curious when I was about 9 or 10 and then yeah just gradually 
throughout the years is just always that's kind of always something that's yeah been there along the journey that I've kind of had to deal with and only realized it was addiction 10 years later yeah. um, that had had become an addiction mm-hmm. like uh, yeah like like you said the boys were like bluetoothing it to everyone like why do you think like it's it's so normal for like you boys to be bluetoothing it to each other but yet it seems like no one wants to talk about it they're used to actually viewing it and things like that yeah i think it's just like oh yeah i, I uh, i'm not too sure why it's like that mm-hmm. it's kind of like, like it's kind of cool to talk about it amongst the boys oh okay but i think in like in public i think you kind of understand that it's probably not it's not really the best media that you should be watching technically speaking so i think that's why it's kind of like amongst the boys it's like kind of normal mm-hmm. then when you step outside of that to the like your home and church that's like that played a big part in keeping like a big secret yeah was my faith and um almost trying to live like a double life and it's not possible but like when I, at that time like i was really trying to you know be a good christian and, and a good member of the church but then having this that i was dealing with and actually start to enjoy like you mm-hmm. actually start to enjoy that that's yeah. why you yeah that's why like i would always go back to it mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because you kind of, you said, like, yeah, you were living this double life. Like, yeah, kind of explain, you know, like, when you're when you're watching, like, so say, this is from, just take away the church, take away the whole Christianity mm. thing. You're not hurting anyone, yeah, technically. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. So why do you think it was affecting you so much? Like, you're not hurting anyone by watching yeah. pornography, so why is it, like, why do you think it's so bad then? Like, Yeah, I think just the feelings that you feel after because it's obviously with pornography you vote to get off masturbation and i remember in sex ed in grade eight they spoke about how like masturbation was normal and that after natural yeah yeah, natural then after you like release yourself then you feel like it's you you feel kind of like bad but like you shouldn't Mm -hmm. and i felt like that's i think that's just a natural cause of yeah that's you shouldn't be doing that like in your body and your your souls your spirits telling you that that's not normal yeah and that we weren't designed that way mm-hmm. and so i think that's where it comes from like even though yeah you're not hurting what you're not like abusing other people but you're abusing yourself abusing yourself and but you don't see it like as a 12 year old like you don't see it like that yeah you just see it like oh you're just you're not just but you're yeah it's just a form of entertainment mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's kind of normal because everyone else is doing it yeah and that's that's why it's so easy to tell so many lies to yourself it's like yeah it's all good you can do it because like all your boys are doing it and they look like they're fine and stuff but then personally deep down in myself and especially with like, oh, i didn't feel good but then that faith on top of that is just like yeah it yeah. Will. and not healthy especially because yeah like you said you we you started um at 12 Oh, like 10. Oh, 10? 10 or 9, yeah. Oh, it, was, okay. it was a lot earlier. So, like, you were just a kid. Mm. And I think because, like, you know, just as kids, when you see something, you're just, like, drawn to it. And then mm-hmm. you think, oh, I'm curious. Let's get to know that before you actually mature. Like, your brain doesn't mature yet to fully understand that, no, like, this is actually poisoning my brain. Yeah. 
um, like let me take a step back, but because as a child you've already affected it, you're kind of numb to it already. Yeah. That it just became like, oh, I need more, I need more, I need yeah. more as you grow up. Yep, and that's the thing. And just as time went on, it just became more and more accessible. Yeah. You see, so the internet just yeah, the became internet huge just technology. Yeah, it's and it's yeah, it's a big, yeah, it's a massive industry now, the pornography industry, billion dollar industry. They make a lot of money off feeding up people's addictions, just like alcohol and drugs and yeah tobacco it's the same thing uh, but that's the that's the difference too though is i find pornography is free like if if you needed yeah exactly yeah if you needed like alcohol and drugs and things like that yep. um you'd have to go really go out of your way to go and buy these things even if you were broke but you could be broke and addicted to pornography and do all and these still things consume it. yeah and oh like i just wanted to read like just a bit of like what are the effects of using pornography i know you know, some people may not under quite understand that this is actually toxic and it's damaging mm -hmm. minds. But so this is a list of some common effects. It, um, just a few to be aware of. So viewing pornography creates distorted and harmful expectations of sexuality and bodies. Studies have found significant changes in beliefs, such as thinking that rape is more acceptable. Individuals may lose interest in other satisfying parts of their life and become preoccupied with using pornography or acting out sexually. Pornography use may become addictive. Someone addicted to pornography senses their life around it. Viewing can be progressive, with users viewing more deviant and even criminal material over time. Studies have shown that individuals become more self-censored because the limbic part of the brain mm. dominates. The effect on relationships is often catastrophic because the part of the brain that helps an individual be aware of problems is consumed by pornography. Rather than improving a person's sexual experiences, re Viewing pornography often leads to dissatisfaction with a partner's performance and appearance. Pornography is increasingly correlated with male sexual dysfunction. Mm -hmm. So there's like, yeah, there's, like, lot, there's yeah. so much study behind um, how much pornography really is bad for us. Mm -hmm. And like, it's easy to, and again, I think it, al it can also draw back to mentally, like mentality. It's not like hurting our liver. It's not hurting our lungs when yeah. we're smoking. Um, but instead, it's hurting our minds and it's hurting our brains. Yeah, which, like that, that's where everything starts is in your mind. And when you're viewing women as like objects and, yeah, in like in a very sexual way, like that, it doesn't doesn't help you. Yeah. Especially when you're married, when you have children. It affects relationships. Um, yeah, it affects relationships. And that's a key part of yeah, our being on earth is developing relationships with each other. Um, and yeah, I think pornography just really gets in the way and disrupts and distorts all of that. Like what true love is, mm -hmm. you know, it shows like fake, like actors and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's unhealthy relationships. Like you go into a relationship thinking yeah. this is, this is love. This is what it looks like. Yeah. Because yep. as a child, this is what you saw it as. Yep. And that's just what you thought was the norm. Yep. When it doesn't portray like pornography doesn't portray healthy relationships it doesn't portray any of that it just cuts mm. to the you know to that side of it intimacy without explaining the relationship stuff exactly and then when you like learning more about sex um, trafficking and things like that that a lot of these people mm. that you watch are not they've been drugged or um yeah, held they've held raped their, yeah it's yeah. You, it's you're not supporting yeah, you're actually feeding an industry you're that... You're uh, this industry yep. that's human trafficking, like yeah. forcing these 
men and women to to be on these things yeah, because just it's, for your pleasure. at the end of the day it's money that's yeah. what the driving force is and so yeah i think with but i think what makes it very deadly is if, if i think with any addiction it thrives in secrecy yeah. especially pornography i feel mm-hmm. um you don't want to talk about it, you're ashamed about it like even like just naturally talking like what knowing that we're going to talk about this just made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Just because, yeah, it's something that... It's almost taboo. Like. Yeah, taboo, definitely. Don't talk about it. Like, if, if you, like, if you're dealing with it, just, like, shush and yeah, same don't with, get over yeah, it. Yeah, same with depression, I think, with that too. Yeah. But uh, if it needs to be spoken about, and that's being something that's really helped me is just talking about it. And once I got married and talking to Pam about it, she was, like, the first person outside of like um church ministers that i've spoken to about it um like i never spoke to my parents yeah pam was literally the first person and so as i spoke to her and uh, when we got married and realized um that it was a actual addiction then i actually i could seek help but before that i just thought it was like a weakness kind of thing Mm -hmm. that you like delve like back into every now and then have my episodes but i'll be clean for a long time and think that i'm fine um but then, yeah, it wasn't really until we got married, eh? Yeah, it wasn't until, like, I think a month into our marriage where you, to- you, you like, told me about it. Like, you said that, oh, I've done this, but you weren't, you didn't yeah, not fully, fully honest. Yeah, yeah you weren't fully honest with me yet. <clears throat> and then a um, couple months in, three months in, you started telling me a little bit more, but not everything yet. Mm-hmm. And then I think we were in, I think we just had our oldest son Galisi mm-hmm. and then a couple months after him that's when you fully disclosed everything like how it really has yeah. been and like at first I didn't take it well like I I was really shocked by it because mm. I I just didn't know to the full extent of yeah of how much this was really affecting you and what it was causing you to do yeah and I was shocked by that because you know you just you never expect that mm-hmm yeah and, and I, I almost felt betrayed yeah in a sense yeah. and that's how yeah um what would you say like imprisoned i was to this yeah addiction was that man i just felt like i couldn't like it was just so hard to tell anyone and i think for a lot of men and, and women just disclosing it is the hardest thing to be fully honest like like pam said like i'll share bits and pieces because like i i knew i needed to and i wanted to but it was just, it's just so hard um, to open your mouth and just to, to speak about it. Yeah, it's like that shame factor, that scared you're going to lose that yeah. person. Yeah, embarrassed about everything that yeah. comes with it. Because I think when you know that, you know, with um, disclosing it and seeking help and like with um, church as well and different things like that, um, it's just a lot of pressure yeah. that, yeah that comes with it but yeah it can't it's just one of those things you can't let just fester yeah because yeah you like with anything if you get injured you need a you need treatment you need help or you're just gonna mm-hmm. yeah it won't heal itself yeah so for for us like what did that journey to recovery or healing look like for you so yeah after that first, like when I told you and yeah I went in I went and saw the like the addiction recovery class. I went for the, I looked for the closest one, started attending that, 
um, weekly. Went and saw my bishop that Sunday, um, like with probation and everything like that. Um, what else? And then when I go away, because a big thing for me was when, because I travel a lot for work, um, being by myself, especially late at night. So making like a plan for myself that um, at 10 o'clock, like I wouldn't touch my phone. Um, and that really helped. And actually fill my time with different things like reading the scriptures, or, um, talking with my roommate and whatever else. Um, so those were, yeah, I think some of the things. And then eventually I saw a counsellor, mm-hmm. um, like a therapist there. Yeah. Psychologist. Um, yeah, because it was very difficult. Yeah. The early days were very hard. Yeah, the earlier days were very hard. Um, and I think that's one thing too is, especially when you're married, is that the spouse kind of, yeah, goes has through. Has to cop it too, yeah. Yeah, has to cop the recovery process. Yeah, it's not just me. It wasn't just the other person that's going through it. Yeah, because for me, when I found out, I had just had Talisi, like my body was in all sorts. Um, like I wasn't getting much sleep. And I was, yeah, just going through being a new mum and everything and have to have this kind of, at the time, it felt like a bomb. Yeah. like dropped on me and I was just so unsure of our relationship I was just I just thought the worst mm-hmm. like oh it's over um he doesn't love me like he's turning like these just were just the things that were happening to me as a spouse because I saw it as he's turning to pornography because your body's ugly mm. and you're not good enough like he'll rather look at that then have a wife that's there for him yeah and so i saw it as an attack on me and my relationship and who i was as his wife Mm -hmm. and so i kind of just kept going with it like i i just wanted to do everything i could to help you Mm -hmm. um, recover and heal from it and so that's why i was attending those classes with you doing everything I could asking you all the time yeah. like how are you doing all these things and I think for both of us realizing that man because I told her oh yeah I'll get over it before like our next baby comes yeah and you can't put a timeline on it that's the thing and we d- I didn't it's, realize yeah, that yeah we both didn't realize that um recovery takes time like for us three four years like years yes. it's not a month thing it's not a month's game it's depending how long it's been going for it can take well, it's different. I can't say this for everyone, but yeah, w- when your addiction is that deep, um, yeah, it takes years yeah, of so healing and action. Yeah, you would have started when you were nine, ten. We were about twenty-one when we got married, mm-hmm. and started maybe tw- yeah, about twenty, twenty-two for you. Yeah, so that's ten years. So that's about ten years 10 of years. this addiction building. Yeah, and so us expecting it to to be gone before like within a couple of months before we had our second child was unrealistic and i thought like because when i went on my mission i didn't touch pornography for for two years and i thought yeah i'm clean and when i came back yeah and just it was way more accessible than than before i left it was crazy the the difference that those two years made it was just it was the worst um and so yeah it did take us a lot of time um for both of us yeah because yeah like with like with what pam said um for me like it was massive to open up and talk like for me that was huge 
but then I didn't realize myself that what I had, had unloaded on her, like what I'd um, um, kind of confessed, was that all that information was left on her. All those like things that I've been doing was on her, and so I had to realize that yeah, she had to recover too mentally from all the hurt and pain, eh? Yeah. And be patient with her, just as she was being patient with me. Yeah. Like I'm sure. Like I kept telling myself, oh come on, he's he's not. Um, cheating on you physically like get over yourself kind of thing but it wasn't really that it was more just like the the lies that were happening mm. with the addiction that i felt like i couldn't trust mm. like yeah and again for me it, it, at first i took the pornography personally like yep. that it was attack on how i looked and everything like that but eventually when i understood that this addiction was just like um him being addicted to to like alcohol and drugs and if he was addicted to those things i wouldn't have those thoughts like i wouldn't have those thoughts of mm -hmm. oh it's me it's my body it's this but um, after having that understanding that it's just an addiction like i was able to not make it take it so personally anymore mm -hmm. and i could just see it as he just needs help with this addiction and now like and then at the, and then i ended up turning it into I would only get mad like i wouldn't get mad at the whole um taking it personally i would start getting mad at like you're not telling me the truth yeah that's because more so. I, I would like i would have these these moments where like i'll just ex like all of a sudden something's nudging me to hey ask caleb how he's doing because yeah. it doesn't seem like he's fine mm -hmm. and i've i've come to know you uh, like know mm -hmm. you really well yep. that i can tell and i know when your when relapsed, you're relapsed yeah. and so when i ask or when i've asked like i'm asking because i feel like you have and mm. i see the signs and like when usually like you're just too scared to tell me because you're scared of hurting me again yeah and then so it was just like a cycle yeah of going because yeah when the when i would tell her and i, I think just initially those first maybe the first year yeah. like she just didn't take it really well so in my mind every time i would relapse like man i just don't want that same those same feelings like i don't want to have to go through that and her to go through that yeah. same thing over and over again but yeah lying to her and lying to myself um did me no good and it's learning to be honest and even that takes time yeah you know what i mean like that's not a as dumb as it sounds like just be honest like yeah so you can say that but when you're actually the person stuck in the hole yeah <laughs> it's not that easy you know and i think some people that are going through it right now they they can understand that yeah um that yeah it's you got to be understanding of yourself and other people need to understand mm -hmm. whoever may be helping you yeah and i think like a bigger thing we also learned was like learning to really communicate like both of our feelings mm -hmm. um when it came to the subject or the issue and so I had to let him let you know that hey, like that's making me feel. Because I had never told him about that. I used to take it personally, like the whole. Uh, I feel like it's. I look like A, B, yeah. and C. Um, you just be angry. Yeah, yeah, I'll just be angry, and like you would take it as me just being angry directly at you, but not seeing that I'm. I'm not just angry, but I'm like hurt and I'm sad. Mm. But yeah, that's like a whole another thing. Mm -hmm. yeah but like what 
is yeah what else is there that like has helped or that you've done uh, that book that we wrote together mm-hmm. um, what's it um, called love you hate the porn yeah we recommend that if yeah if you go under like yeah. if, and especially if, not just for yourself but if, if you're married to read it together with your spouse mm-hmm. um, because it covers both sides the person who's going through it and also the um, yeah. the the other person the, the spouse that's supporting um, and yeah doing that together yeah. because it, the big thing about that book was it speaks about communication and how both sides are going a feeling mm-hmm. where before we never understood what we were yeah. feeling but that's a really important part of progressing and, and recovering uh, for both for both people mm-hmm. so I'd say that book um, yeah anything from your side yeah for, for me I would read a lot of um, what do you call it uh, articles from different women who have gone through um, like the recover, uh, addiction recovery mm-hmm. with their spouses and like how to support but also how to support yourself and yeah. how to um, yeah like kind of stand your ground and know your boundaries of, w- of where you can take yeah. this and there's been like and honestly like a lot of the articles that I have read there's been like divorces over pornography mm. there's been yeah marriages that have stayed together and like they're still kind of iffy about it mm-hmm. like there's just been like every and it's men and women it's not just women who take it because there's women out there that are also addicted to pornography mm-hmm. so it's not just men mm-hmm. but um i think it's on pornography.rds.org it might yeah. have changed now but, but there's a lot of um i feel like there's a lot of resources out there so many resources. available like there was an app that i was on called fortify that was cool like it gives you like it teaches you how they do like little short videos about even like what it does to your brain and just helps you work through it like things there's like um a community that you can share how you're going and stuff on there fortify um obviously those addiction recovery classes um it's that wasn't pornography specific it was more just addiction specific yeah um and that was really nice that was really good to go to together um that was once a week and yeah and then uh, it's just apart from those things it's just doing it like for me it was just putting things into action making sacrifices like i had to sell my i sold my playstation because that was contributing to it like my triggers was um yeah being late at night being by myself i'm getting angry like if i was losing the game like that would trigger mm-hmm. certain things so it's understanding yeah the what actually makes you want to view pornography yeah because you didn't just watch it just like you're gonna watch netflix yeah. it's more something triggers it and for me it was yeah like anger loneliness stress yeah it's like a stress reliever kind of thing yeah like unhealthy but that's what i used it for and when you use it for so long like you develop a bit of a relationship with it yeah and you become um that's your comfort yeah so i was finding other yeah outlets Mm-hmm. not using pornography but it's it's exactly that finding those triggers and trying to um either avoid or create new habits for those triggers mm-hmm. and able to you know have that outlet yeah yeah and so i think a big part of like the recovery and healing is like definitely talking about it mm-hmm. openly yeah 
Yeah, we even had a conversation about masturbation, eh? Yeah. Yeah. We did. And what and yeah, what what would you remember? What did you say to me about that? Um. So I I saw it as, oh, because I think when we spoke about it, um, just like how we talked about, we watched it at uh, sex ed in high yeah, school, yeah. and they also talked about masturbation being, it's okay, it's natural, don't feel bad about it, it's yeah. fine, and for me, I saw it as, like, when, when you're masturbating, it's almost like. Because sex as a married couple is so sacred and yeah. it's so intimate that you only want to share it with that person that you mm-hmm. love and that you're married to. So when um, masturbation comes into play, you share that by yourself. Like, yeah. like it's like it's just like you instead of saving that for that intimate person, it's almost like kind of like I, I likened it to watching a Netflix like series where we watch it together and I decide, (coughs) you know what, I'm just going to watch this whole season by myself and then I'm going to pretend to Caleb that we're just watching it together and I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah. And he's probably not going to like enjoy it too because like I'm not engaged Mm -hmm. with him. And so I saw that as like when you're masturbating, you're kind of just going on this intimate, those feelings are for intimacy with your spouse. Yeah. And when you do that on your own, it takes away the specialness and mm-hmm. and just the significance of that intimacy, that sexual intimacy between yeah. you and your husband. Yeah, and that was a yeah, that was a big a light bulb moment for me because before that, I hadn't seen it like that. But when she explained it to me, yeah, it made perfect sense. And so after that, like that was a that was a big thing that helped me stop as well because of masturbation and pornography are linked. You cut off the masturbation like pornography doesn't have that enticement as it that it did before um so that was a big help was understanding that mm. part of it too which is uh also like a i think a topic that people don't like talking yeah. about and yeah but but that's the reality like that's the truth yeah is that it's yeah very much a part of it and like you said it's quite a selfish act mm-hmm. um and it's not just selfish but then also like if for yourself like you want to have that like for yourself too yeah like, be selfish enough that you want to save that for mm-hmm. for just that intimacy sexual intimacy with your spouse mm-hmm. like don't waste it by yourself like don't waste it doing it by yourself yeah but save it yeah, yeah and make it special yeah and yeah with pornography and like with pam spoke about with depression as well like you can hit some real lows mm. like for me like i was also had uh, suicidal thoughts as well with um when i just felt because i like this was maybe two or three years in and i felt like man i just i can't kick this you're two or three years into your recovery yeah recovery like man i've been trying for years and i just keep slipping up and i just i think for me in those moments i just lost a lot of hope and just thought like man it's just it's not worth it like i just it's it's that hard um and so yeah that's when when something is like is causing you to have those kind of thoughts like that's it's really it's not good yeah. um and it also would affect like my my work as well with mm-hmm. with sports because like we've, we lost a lot of sleep over it yeah there would be nights where we couldn't sleep because we'd just be up uh, uh, arguing like fighting yeah. uh, like not each other but kind of just like me trying to talk you out of 
of that dark space that you were in yeah, when yeah. you would tell me that you, sh- you just want to give up there's no there's no hope for you recovering from this like you would literally say i just i'd rather just i might as well just be gone so that you know you could be remarried and you don't yeah. have to be married to a addict like me yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah there are really low points to the to that addiction or to any addiction yeah and i also remember going and talking to to my coach time like man like just explain what I was going through and I just wanted to give up rugby as well like I just yeah. it was just something I've like I felt had consumed my my life so much that um yeah I was just I just wanted to get rid of it but like walking away from my work wasn't going to help it like I just mm-hmm. was thinking oh, I just need to stop everything and just focus on it but um yeah it's taken a lot of time but yeah progress you you can yeah you can definitely get you can, there, you can yeah. get there and, and it takes time and effort but it's possible for for anyone yeah for anyone out that there. wants to put the work and i think yeah it takes a lot of a lot of work like anything worthwhile mm. anything hard like that so yeah that's just a bit of our story my story with pornography and um yeah, now I feel like life is a lot better than yeah. <laughs> what it was. Um, like our relationship's in a really good place. Mm-hmm. And and like, I think we kind of spoke about this too before, was as hard as it was to go through the first couple of years and to, to deal with that, like it's brought us together so much mm. in a level that I don't think we could have gotten to. Without it. Without it. Like I'm not saying, yay, yeah. for pornography, that, yeah. this ha- that this brought us together. But like, when you, yeah, when you're working together to overcome bigger things, like um, addictions and things like that, um, it just creates more, um, yeah, more room for more joy to be experienced when you yeah. hit those really low lows. Yeah. And when you're working with, like together on something like this, that requires a lot, like your whole mind and body and, and spirit, it really, I think, binds you together. Yeah. I'm um, going through the highs and lows of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you feel like giving up and then like just doing really well, like it's a bit of a yeah. roller coaster. But even with depression, um, with what we spoke about in the previous episode, um, yeah, I feel like I've grown as well just to talk to Pam a bit more and understand, yeah, listen a bit more to how she's doing yeah. and be a lot more, um, yeah, sympathetic to, to how you're feeling and. Yeah, sometimes we have issues to help us grow yeah. as people. And yeah, they may not at the time doesn't seem like it's a good thing. But you can it can become a good it can become a strength and, and, and something good if you can work through through the issue and not just ignore it. Yeah. Pretend like it will fix itself because it won't. Yeah. And like don't get me wrong, like yeah, we say yeah, we've we've dealt with this but there has literally been times within our marriage where I felt like I was ready to walk away from it because it was just like the addiction mm. got hard. Yeah. It got hard. And like, don't get me wrong. It, that's hard. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's really up to you. Like choosing to be there and choosing to still go, go like keep going with it yeah. and to su- be there to support. But there's going to be times where you do hit, like for you, you just wanted to stop. Like, yeah, you, you were sick of trying and trying. Yeah, and that, and that trying was a few times too. Like you failed. Yeah. And then for me too, I felt like 
I keep trying to help this guy and he's not helping himself. Mm. Like I saw it as that. And I and like that those were the times where like I was just consumed in trying to hurry up and get it yeah. over and done with, but I didn't but like those were the times where I would have would I forget mm-hmm. that hey, this is an addiction. Like I can't rush it. It's like it's like you rushing me to hey, get over your depression. Like just get over it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I yeah. And so and like like I said, I I read those articles and and there has been women or men that have left their marriage because of addictions and it's also knowing yeah your limit and knowing yeah. when to leave like and that's yeah it, you can yeah. do that too there's no like one just because we did it doesn't mean you have like oh, i have to be here yeah. i have to fight through it yeah it's setting those boundaries for yourself yeah. and it only each person knows only, yeah. when the right time is and whatever else yeah, we're not marriage counselors or whatever else but um, I think sometimes people just think that you need to do it one certain way yeah. like you have to stick with them mm-hmm. when that's when for reality for some people if it's yeah if, if you want to if it's causing you to have your own issues and you want to kill yourself like you it's not worth it yeah you got to step away it's not healthy for, for you so mm-hmm. yeah, each person has their own different struggles but I think one big thing that I would share um, for someone going through it is the faster you can talk to someone about it and be yeah. honest when you relapse or you're going through it the faster you'll you'll progress yeah and that process isn't, isn't easy and it may take time for others maybe faster like you might be quicker if you slip like yo i need to talk to someone like mm-hmm. get it off your chest because the more you keep it within yourself um your own secret the yeah. more it just tears at your soul and the worse it the worse it gets yeah the worse pornography gets. addiction thrives in secrecy yeah and that's like the biggest so thing that to, to remember. Someone, yeah. Talk to someone. Like open up about it. Don't be ashamed. Like find someone that you can trust and talk to them. Yeah. And I'd yeah, I'd feel quite bad if I didn't mention that um my relationship with God and Jesus Christ yeah. has been the the main strength, like throughout it all. Yeah, and that's kept our marriage together is drawing on that. So it's to remember for those who do have a spiritual connection with God to rely on him and on jesus christ and um yeah those kind of hard things you can't do it by yourself definitely not it's not it's not possible yeah so is there anything else no yeah we kind of just wanted to share this like this has been when we first wanted to do a podcast like this was one of the topics that we definitely wanted to cover yeah just because it's been a huge huge part of our life for sure literally like since yeah. we got married yeah since we've been married and like I, we and that's the thing too like we've made it a norm within our marriage to talk about it yeah. all the time like we talk about pornography all the time like even when we're yeah. just sitting eating like eating lunch yeah. together yeah and that's that's good you brought that up because growing up like pornography was never spoken in my home and so i didn't feel comfortable at all talking to my mom and dad about it so i think as a parent and my parents are a lot better now is if you're a parent listening, like to actually talk to your children about it because nine times out of ten they've viewed it or they might be struggling with it, boy or girl. Yeah. And um, they're afraid to come and talk and to you. Yeah. Man, if I haven't spoken to my parents and just eventually got to speak to my wife, like your kids are scared. Like they're scared. They don't yeah. want to talk to you. And so being that person they can trust and being a, a listening ear that's not gonna go off at them because they're going through something. Um, yeah, it's important to to know how your kids are doing or might be going through certain things 
it's a yeah. big it's a big issue yeah yeah and teaching because even for us um last monday like w- i we st- we started teaching our boys about their bodies mm. and like also telling them if you see this like come and talk to oh, us yeah don't true. be scared to tell us yeah even at this age because they watch youtube and yeah. things like that and if you see that like stop like just say stop and then you can come and tell mommy and mm. daddy like it's starting off when they're younger so that it becomes a normal so that when like when it comes to t- the time when they really need to talk to you about they it, know they remember really yeah mum and dad said yeah. if we see something go talk to them yeah and so we just hope that yeah by us sharing this it could help yeah anyone who's going through it any kind of addiction but um also bringing awareness that you know like pornography is real and you shouldn't be ashamed to to talk about it especially if if you're struggling with it mm-hmm. and that there is help like we sp- help. like we said there's help in heaven and here on earth there's a lot of help that you can get so yeah you're not alone um and yeah it's something that's helped us yeah. we want to share and hopefully it could serve you and whatever you may be going through or you may know someone who asks someone else that may be going through it too so yeah. thanks for listening hope you guys are well yeah. See if, oh yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.